Welcome to the Diversity and Inclusion On Air podcast. This podcast is a program of the Association of American Veterinary Medical College's Diversity Matters Initiative. The podcast explores various issues related to diversity and inclusion in the veterinary profession and provides the AAVMC an opportunity to, to offer ongoing diversity programming to our member institutions as well as veterinary professionals. My name is Lisa Greenhill, and I'm the Senior Director for Institutional Research and Diversity at AAVMC. January is National Mentoring Month. Today's show is a little mini episode with Dr. Kate Hodgson. I am delighted to welcome her. She is from the University of Toronto, and I will give her just a moment to tell us a little bit about herself before we dive in to talk a little bit about mentoring. So, Kate? Hi, hi Lisa. Thanks for asking me to be on. I am a veterinarian and I graduated from Cornell Veterinary School and then I, I worked in clinical practice in mixed animal practice and small animal practice for a, about uh, over 10 years and then I actually did a crazy thing. I went back to school at the University of Toronto in the Department of Family and Community Medicine and got a teaching degree in family medicine. And since wow. then, yeah, I know, crazy, huh? And since <laughs> then, I have done, in my, I really focused on continuing education and the transition from medical school or veterinary school into real life practice. That's always been my, my focus is, is um, once you're out of medical school, how do you keep learning? How do you keep developing? How do you keep growing? And um, and so now I work in both veterinary medicine and in at hu in human medicine, working on various continuing education projects. Wow, that's so exciting! And we know that there's so much that kind of happens with professionals as they leave school. That first line of kind of five years out, we spend a lot of time in the profession talking about what happens to young professionals during that time. So that's really exciting that you're spending some time, a career working kind of focusing on that period of time. Very exciting. So I hear that you've done some really cool work around mentoring and that you found some kind of interesting things that I don't think that people really think about. So why don't you give us a quick thumbnail of your research and kind of some of the things that you found? Well, this was work that I was really lucky to be able to do for Dean Doug Freeman at the University of Saskatchewan Western College of Veterinary Medicine. And we were asked to look at mentoring, specifically those, as you say, those first few years, the first one, two, three years. As you probably know, the Western College of Veterinary Medicine is responsible for educating all four Western provinces in Canada, the veterinarians in all four Western provinces. So it, it was a kind of a large scope. And what we, so what we did is we looked at mentoring programs that had already existed in veterinary medicine and also mentoring programs that had existed in other healthcare professions. And we found that a lot of programs that had already been created tended to be very focused on training the mentor, not so much focusing on what are the skills or competencies that are needed about by the mentee. So everyone all programs always say the mentee must drive the bus the mentee must own this project the mentee must you know be the dr driver 
And then the training would be focused, focused on the mentor. And so we said, wait a second, it's true. The mentee has to be the one who drives this. Okay, well then what, let's really think about what are the skills that a mentee needs and are they, are they teachable? Are they, you know, is this a competency sure. that one can develop? So, yeah, we do hear a lot that you have to train mentors, that mentoring is not necessarily a skill that we innately have, that you kind of have to groom yourself and train yourself to be a mentor. But I guess what I'm hearing you say is that we have to groom and teach ourselves how to be a mentee as well. Yeah, I think that's a perfect summary, Lisa. Thanks. All right. So I understand that there's kind of these steps or competencies that mm -hmm. folks need to develop in order to be, I guess, a successful mentee, kind of holding up their part of the relationship. So could you kind of tell us just a quick thumbnail about each one of those? Sure. So part of our research in, in developing this program is we did do a number of focus groups with students at all different ages, with new graduates, with faculty. And one of the common themes that we found throughout was that students wanted to ask questions, wanted to have a mentor, or new graduates wanted to have a mentor, but often they felt not confident in asking a question. They felt that their questions weren't good enough. They felt embarrassed to ask a question. To They weren't confident to ask a question. So one of the first steps is that we kind of skills that we teach is how to articulate uh, for the mentee how does the mentee articulate a really focused question that they can be proud of so how do they ask a question that they that they feel is something a mentor would they feel proud bringing to a mentor does that does that make sense yeah, sure. How do you kind of get past that fear of, of asking air quote a dumb question when there really aren't any? Right, right. So one of the, so the first thing we do is how do you write a good question? How do you write it for yourself? Because the question shouldn't be too broad. Like it doesn't really make sense to have a focused conversation with your mentor. If you go and say, you know, how do I know everything about theriogenology? Like that's too broad a question. Right? The mentor right, right. is kind of like, ah. Um, <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> where do I start? So the mentee needs to help kind of focus their question so that A, they're proud of it, and B, the mentor can kind of like respond to it. So it's good to say to focus your question into um, you know, what will I be better able to do? I I want to be better able to do this skill or this veterinary service or this thing in this context in this scenario so, so that's really where it sure. begins the second okay. thing is to recognize that there's usually in all professional development in all continuing education you're really doing multiple things like just looking it up in one place or asking one question is not enough that there's usually you're you're learning and developing and and developing skills and competencies using multiple educational interventions. So you might ask your mentor, you might then look something up or watch a, a procedure on YouTube or pursue a workshop or, you know, ask a colleague or that you're doing multiple developmental activities. 
And then the third okay. thing is that you definitely need to, ref anytime you learn something or go through, gauge in developing your skills and competencies, you need to pause and reflect on it and say, hey, you know, did that confirm that I've already been doing this really well and I'm, I should still, you know, I'm good? Or mm -hmm. does that, it, do I need to learn more or ask more or get another opinion or look up another resource or practice more? Or am I ready to change what I do? Like, should I change my technique or mm -hmm. my procedure or my approach or whatever? And so those are really kind of the three key competency areas that, that students can develop competencies in and it, and it sets them up to be a better mentee. That's, that's great. And I think that that's, I mean, this is just really good, I think, practice even outside of mentor-mentee relationships, like learning how to ask good questions and, you know, don't just rely on Google, but look at lots of different source material, trying to, to find answers. And then finally, that kind of opportunity to just kind of sit back and say, well, did I get it? You know, have I mastered this skill? Do I know this information? And if not, really kind of taking that time to to be thoughtful about setting a new plan and setting a new course. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that is, in a sense, it's never ending. Like the sure. best clinicians you know are learning till the day they retire and then some. They just, you never stop. It's ongoing and that's what makes, makes the, the, you know, the best of our colleagues. Sure. So this is this is great for our for everyone. I wanted to kind of bring in the the diversity tie for just a moment, but and and that is that we do have students that are coming from backgrounds where they are really underrepresented in veterinary medicine, or they might otherwise be kind of marginalized in society and haven't really had maybe very very few, if any, true mentor mentee relationships, and are kind of maybe burdened with having to develop other kinds of skills that they may not have had previous exposure to as well in order to become a good professional. So kind of what do these kind of steps in this process really mean for them as well? I really think of, of this competency building very like I think of building communication competencies. These are skills that we can all work on. And particularly when Maybe you've come from a background where your confidence has been beat up a lot sure. or where you haven't had maybe the, the confidence building background experience that maybe others have had. I think then that's a, that's a special time to really focus on building your skills and being confident that it's good to, that you have good questions and you have the confidence to ask for help and that when you do that people will help you you know what i mean yeah and mm -hmm. that this isn't it's not like just like communication skills it's not like you're innately born as a good communicator or a bad communicator these are skills you can develop and and you do and that makes mm -hmm. us all stronger and better and of course good mentees become really good mentors right absolutely when you sure, learn to be a sure. good mentee, you, you almost are exactly learning how to be a good mentor for someone else in the future. That's great. And a great message to kind of tie up the show on in terms of kind of 
learn how to do it, be a good mentee, and then give back by mentoring as you totally. progress through your career. Yeah, Absolutely. totally, totally. It's, it's a never-ending circle, right? That's right. So this is this is great information. Thanks for taking a few minutes to talk to us in honor of National Mentoring Month. So um, how can people reach you if they're interested in learning more about your research, more about mentoring, maybe doing a workshop or having a presentation related to this topic? Well, you can you can get in touch with me either through the Continuing Professional Development Office at the University of Toronto or through the Western College of Veterinary Medicine. So either way, either way, the Dean's Office at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine or the Continuing Education Office at U of T. All right, great. Yeah. Um, thank you so much again for taking a few minutes. This has been great. And we will see you next time.